Good morning and welcome to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. So pleased that you have elected to spend part of your Saturday with us at Apollo Broadcasting and KSEJ. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Justin Barker, as we do each edition of this program, we want to thank our program sponsor, Chris Bogenreef of NAI United. And a special treat this week and next week as well, our year in review for calendar 2023 with none other than the sponsor of this program, Mr. Chris Bogenreef. Chris, welcome back to Grow Siouxland, a program you founded some 15 years ago. Quite a while ago, and I'm so thankful that you and the chamber stepped up to take it over because as I mentioned every year when we do this, uh, I think it's so important to get the good news out there because we're competing with a lot of negativity in the media. So to have these programs to show what's really happening in the market is very important. And that, that's why I applaud you also for doing Positively Siouxland, you know, short bits of positive information. But this show allows you to go a little bit deeper into some of those positive stories. Well, we're, we're grateful to you for your many years of sponsorship. We're also grateful to you for underwriting the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce radio studio located on the lower level of our offices at 101 Pierce Street. And uh, I don't know if you have uh, used this equipment once before, twice before, but it's great to have you in studio on site. Yeah, no, I I thought this was important because if I can save you 40 minutes round trip, that means more economic development for Sioux well, City. I will tell you <laughs> that it is much more convenient to walk downstairs in the Chamber of Commerce building than to have to go to Powell Broadcasting, drive over, book studio time, book production time with Justin Barker. And, you know, uh, what a unique opportunity to say thank you to JB, who's been with us from oh, day yeah. one. Yeah, very big supporters and, of the program. And an absolute pleasure to work with. Polite, professional, punctual, super easy to get along with. Uh, I don't know if the guy's ever seen without a smile on his face. <laughs> he's got a pretty good attitude. Yes, he does. Uh, he's He set the standard for, for a positive attitude. But, yes, it's very nice to be able to come downstairs and to record this and not to have to buy not to have to bother uh, Justin Barker and schedule his time and schedule studio time. Basically, uh, we schedule the time with our guest and upload it, and then JB takes it from there. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for underwriting uh, this equipment and and our Siouxland Chamber radio studio. You're welcome. It's a great addition. So we're thrilled to have you back. Um, we're so pleased to have this program continuing into 2024. As I said, somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 years old. We never kept exact count or track. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with your background, tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Well, grew up on a farm out by Kingsley, Iowa, out on D12. We farmed uh, there in Kingsley until I was in about junior high. Then we moved over to Hampton, Iowa, over there by Mason City, but uh, came back for college. Uh, so high school in Hampton? High school, junior high and high school in Hampton, Iowa. And what were you involved with? I mean, sports or theater, Everything. debate, all the above? In a class 3A school, sometimes you get to do that, and I did. I played about every sport, mm -hmm. every music event, every theater event. Sure. I was in everything. So that's one of the reasons I went to Morningside, too, because I knew I could do it all. Yep. And I did. I Such did music. I did 
you know, such an advantage to going to a uh, liberal arts school that will expose you to all those different things. I didn't know you were a musician. Were you a vocalist or did you play an instrument? Uh, both, uh, all state band and all state choir. So did a little trombone and some and some singing as well. And did you did you continue those in college? Uh, I did for a while. I uh, did a little bit of acting and a little bit of singing in the the corral at at Morningside, but I didn't stick with it very long. What did you study at Morningside? uh, Business and corporate communications. Uh, Double majored there. It was a new major. And uh, I I loved Morningside. And now that I look back, it was so ugly when I was there. And when uh, President (laughs) Renders... That's a a relative term. Yeah, but when President Renders got done with it, that campus is beautiful now compared to when I was there in the early 90s. And uh, now I, I just stepped onto the board of directors and I'm excited about the future there. Well, they've done a remarkable job, and uh, President Reinders deserves an awful lot of credit because I think when he came to Morningside, they were struggling, and the future was somewhat in doubt. And uh, a credit, a, a credit to their board of directors um, who took a little bit of a risk because John, uh, his background wasn't as a university administrator. He was a basketball coach. He was a professor. He was a teacher. And what a whale of a job he did for over two decades for oh, that yeah. university. I think he acted like a coach and he just got everybody to rally around all the projects they did and really turn the campus around. And Dr. Mosley is a great guy. He He's fairly new, a couple years now, but yep. I'm very impressed with him, and I think there's a lot of good things to come. They've already announced the aviation program, the new ag program with the new farm they built and the greenhouse. There's a lot of exciting things going on. Yeah, there. Morningside's done a tremendous job, and I will say the arch that uh, Klinger Construction put in, and now there's a large M um, with a bench in front of it, and then there's a fountain on campus. I mean, they've really done a tremendous yeah, job. So credit to all those involved at uh, Morningside University. You're listening to Grow Siouxland on KSCJ, 1360 AM, 94.9 FM. Our guest today is the founder of this program and the longtime sponsor, Chris Bogenreef, who serves as the president of NAI United. And Chris, after uh, growing up in the Kingsley area and then junior high and high school uh, over by Mason City and Hampton, come you come back to Northwest Iowa to attend Morningside College, now Morningside University, studied business. What was the first step for you professionally after Morningside? Well, I tell you what, that's part of the power of these local universities, the ability to to get people from other areas to come here or stay here and then and then help you get your career launched right here in this community. I had great internship opportunities too in this city because it's such you've got such small colleges in a big city where there's a lot of opportunities, unlike University of Iowa or Iowa State where everybody's competing for internships. Right, but there's anyway, tens of thousands of students. Yeah, right, where the student body's bigger than the town. Well, here it's the opposite. And I think that's one of the beauties of these small schools in a bigger city. Because uh, actually, Morningside helped me get my first job at uh, Downtown Partners when I got out of college. It was called Main Street Sioux City back then. Sure. So I kind of got interested in development and real estate through that. And then uh, moved over to, uh, well, then I worked for U.S. Congressman Tom Latham for a while. And uh, then went out to Dakota Dunes Development Company for about eight years. And that's where I really learned about development and got to know a lot of the developers in the region. And that, you know, that's kind of a natural progression then into commercial real estate. So I didn't even know what commercial real estate was 
until I was at Dakota Dunes for sure. a while. And then I understood. And uh, so it was just a natural progression. So since 2003, I've uh, been in commercial brokerage since then. Well, Dakota Dunes really grew. Um, and you have to look back at that and be proud of what you and the team accomplished because that literally grew from nothing, a sand dunes on the Missouri River, to a thriving master plan community that to this day, some 30 years, 40 years later, is a remarkable success. Oh, yeah. Russ Christensen grew up in that company, grew up in this area, started as a lineman for IPS, worked his way all the way up the company to CEO, and he always had that idea to create uh, a new community on that South Dakota side because there was some great tax advantages, and we weren't taking advantage of it. I think I was in college when they announced that. 2,000 acres, Arnold Palmer Championship Golf Course. Now, it's taken longer than they had hoped, but the residential is pretty much done. There's still quite a bit of commercial ground, but what a success. It, and what a way to retain companies that would have otherwise probably left our area. Well, and of course, the bridge that connects Iowa and South Dakota was named for Russell Christensen. That's right. Yeah, I remember the day when uh, Governor Janklow called me on my cell phone and said, Chris, I got an idea. We're going to celebrate Russ, and we're going we're gonna to rename the Interstate Bridge. So he came down, and sh- he basically... Didn't have any warning. Just closed the interstate for about fifteen minutes while we put that sign up for Russ. It was it was pretty awesome. It's a great story. I uh, I spent some time working for Russ Christensen at Mid American Energy at IPS right out of college myself. Had a great internship there and uh, feel very very blessed to have had that opportunity. Uh, spent two years working in various departments and uh, a great company and and one that. Uh, has had a profound impact with Dakota Dunes. Yeah, and still making investments in our community. Mid Americans building the big service center out on uh, 28th Street and um, by 75 Bypass right now under construction. Very large development. So you know they're and they still have the corporate offices downtown and still occupy a couple floors there. So they they're still making impact in this community. Well, and and they helped underwrite uh, the grant from the state of Iowa, to connect the Plywood Trail uh, throughout our area. Um, They also are a big investor in uh, the Seaboard Triumph Foods Expo Center and the fields uh, located inside there. Chris, before we go to break, tell us a little bit about your family. My family. uh, My wife, Joy, she um, joined me at Morningside uh, my senior year uh, and then graduated here and was a teacher her entire career. And then, but Stayed home a lot with the kids. We have three kids. Blake actually is also in commercial real estate uh, in Des Moines. Um, married, has uh, our first grandson. Your first grandchild. Two Congratulations. Years old now. And then my middle son, he was at uh, Sterling and went down to Charlotte without a job and ended up working for Mutual of Omaha and has a fiance down there in Charlotte. Okay. And then my daughter just graduated from Nebraska. So I had Iowa, Iowa State, and Nebraska grads they don't even make clothes for that or flags (laughs) and uh, she graduated early in december and working at offit air force base helping them with their nutrition program she's a nutrition 
Awesome. Congratulations. So, yeah. You're listening to Grow Siouxland. Our guest today is Chris Bogenreef, the president of NAI United. And many of you who have been listening for uh, over a decade will recall that Chris Bogenreef was the founder and the original host of this program. We'll be back with Chris Bogenreef and a summary of economic activity in the tri-state area in calendar 2023 right after this message. Looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial property in Siouxland? One call is all you need. NAI United, the largest and highest producing commercial real estate firm in Siouxland. Speak with Bo Bronger, Nick Madsen, Aaron Rooney, Nate Connolly, or Chris Bogenreid. NAI United has the answers to your questions for commercial real estate in all corners of Siouxland. All NAI agents are licensed in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Put NAI United to work for you today. Go to NAIUnited.com and learn more. NAI United, uniquely positioned to serve your needs. Welcome back to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. If you're with us for the first half of the program, you know that our guest today is Mr. Chris Bogenreef, who serves as the president of NAI United. No stranger to these airwaves. Chris founded Grow Siouxland some 15 years ago and served as the host uh, for the first few years. And uh, today joins us in his capacity as a real estate professional in the Siouxland Tri-State Metro. And Chris, before we went to break, we talked a little bit about your family. Uh, congratulations on that first grandchild, and, and hello to your wife, Joy. Uh, we're thrilled that Morningside University uh, was the catalyst for bringing you together and, and bringing you both to this community, and it's a, a great uh, message for others. As you said, the universities are great attractors, and when we can retain young professionals and graduates uh, from Morningside and from Briarcliff and Western Iowa Tech, Northeast, any of the schools in the tri-state region, that's, that's advan- and a big advantage for our Siouxland community. You've spent the last 20 years as a professional focused on real estate and specifically commercial, office, retail, industrial, not so much on the residential side. What kind of year was 2023 on the non-residential side of real estate? Yeah, um, you know, things have been pretty steady on the commercial side. What we've been seeing the last even decade is industrial remains extremely strong. There's just, there's not enough inventory in this market to meet the demand. So companies are actually skipping this market and having to go to other places to find existing warehouse or distribution centers or you know, it's really hard to find anything. And the hard part is the construction costs and the interest rates have gotten so high that new construction a lot of times doesn't make sense. So if there's not an existing building, they're moving on to a different market. So I would say industrial has been strong for a long time and continues to be, especially with the shift to e-commerce over the last decade. Uh, you know, warehousing is a bigger deal than it used to be, and it even is in Sioux City. You know, you raise such an interesting point when you talk about the cost of building today and supply chain issues post-COVID. It does make sense for someone trying to to make a profit and scratch out a bottom line to say, is there existing real estate? And if you don't have it, you are at a disadvantage. Yeah, definitely are. Now, I would if I uh, had an extra pot of money, I would actually speculate on industrial warehouse, even in Sioux City, even in a market this size. I know it would fill, but there's just, with those construction costs, you have to get hefty rents to pay for that, and it, it's it's a risk, and it, 
usually when those national developers come to markets this size, they want to have a tenant in hand ready to sign before they break ground. And that's that's what's hard because most companies don't start looking until they really need the space. It, it's really interesting because the things that, that I hear the most as an economic development professional myself, workforce and then warehouse space. Those are the challenges right now. Yeah, yeah, workforce. And, and it goes hand in hand with places to live. And that's why you're seeing the multifamily market explode in Sioux City oh. in the last 10 years. And we keep thinking, okay, when's the waiting list going to go away? They don't go away. It just continues. And it's a little sad because we're not really building a lot of single-family homes, so we just keep building more and more apartments. And the the disappointing part is you, these people can't own. you know. So we're losing. And there's also these companies buying up a lot of these single-family homes and turning them into rentals. So we're losing that home ownership across the country. And that that's a kind of a scary thing when you think about it. There is a huge interest in downtown living and you see that Ho-Chunk and Badgero and Commerce and uh, now Steve Nelson Construction um, putting an underground driveway and parking lot under their building at uh, 6th or 7th and Douglas Street. The demand just continues to grow for downtown metro living. Yeah, it, the demand is there. Even even for new apartments out in Morningside, they have waiting lists as well. But the thing that made downtown possible is these tax credits. Because of the tax credits, these developers are able to make economic sense out of, you know, putting $22 million into the Badger to convert it to apartments or putting $21 million into the old Hilton to turn that into senior apartments. It's these tax credits that are driving that, and these historic tax credits only apply to buildings that are over 50 years old. So down, we, we're actually pretty fortunate that this has been happening the last decade because of what's happened to the office market. The office market is never going to be the same again. In because fact, of COVID. Because of COVID, and, and it changed Permanently, And what they're saying now is across the United States, 40% of offices will have to be converted to something else. And that's going away permanently. So the, there's a lot of, we haven't seen a lot of the bank problems yet because there's a lot of these loans that are going to be coming due in the next few years on these office buildings. And there's a lot of vacancy we, we're actually lucky here, it, even compared to Des Moines. Go downtown Des Moines, all those insurance headquarters down there, you know, they're, they're just starting to come back to work in a hybrid model. They're never coming back like Full they time. were. No, they're never coming back. So they're, gonna ha they're in a bad situation. In Sioux City here, we've converted a lot of our office buildings to residential. So we don't have a glut of office. The biggest office vacancy we have in this market is the Tyson Foods that just closed in July out in Dakota Dunes. But if you look around our market, we really don't have a lot of excess office like most cities do. So which that's is, a good thing. Which is a little bit of a, a silver lining. It is. COVID changed everything. And the bigger the metro, I think the 
bigger the change. Is that a fair statement? That's pretty fair. Like the worst market in the United States right now for office, Washington, D.C. I did not know that. Now, I did know that that was the metro with the fastest growing incomes, which I think signals a huge problem in the size and the growth of our federal government. Yes, but these people are working from home now instead of in their offices. And so it's creating a huge problem with homeless and these all these empty buildings and then all the retail that was there to support those buildings are failing so it has a domino effect and uh i don't i don't know i don't think it'll ever go back to the way it was pre-covid well and there's uh some sense for the argument that we need to decentralize our federal government and put some of those federal headquarters offices in various states throughout the country, not only for national security, so they're not all in one place, but also to address some of the issues related to real estate that you've just described. Yeah, and it maybe now's the time. Maybe now's that window of opportunity. I'm, I know when Ron DeSantis came through Sioux City, he said, if I'm elected, I'm bringing the USDA head, headquarters to Iowa. I mean, we'll take it. Why not? Yeah. It makes sense. And they're well, going to have to do something different in D.C. Rather than have every federal agency in D.C. and suburban D.C., suburban Maryland and Virginia, why not put something in Iowa, Wyoming, Kansas, exactly. Florida, uh, Nevada, Arizona? I mean, you have so many federal agencies. Now, yeah, there's something to be said for them communicating with one another, um, but we can do that via Zoom now, exactly. and people are doing it from home. And they're and, doing it from their home, so why can't you do it from different states? It can make a big difference. Chris, in the, in the final minute and a half that we have left, summarize what 2023 looked like uh, for uh, commercial real estate, and then next week we'll come back and we'll talk about specific areas in our tri-state community. Yeah, so, well, in a minute, I would say that uh, 2023 was a pretty good year. I would say if you go back to 19, we are still not quite at 2019 level, but we're pretty darn close. Um, So we saw a big dip as a result of COVID, and we're just now getting back to normal. We did, and and a dip in values of those building permits, too. There was a, a dip, but we're slowly approaching 2019 levels. Chris, when we come back next week, we're going to talk specifically about the comeback from uh, COVID and basically bouncing back and, and growing and strengthening the Siouxland economy. Thanks for being with us this Saturday, and we'll look forward to seeing you in a week on these same airwaves. All right, sounds good. My name is Chris McGowan. On behalf of our producer, Justin Barker, we want to thank our guest, who also happens to be our sponsor, Chris Bogenreef of NAI United. If you miss an episode, go visit us at kscj.com. And next week, we'll be back with Chris Bogenreef. Make it a great Saturday.